You're a real crumb bum. Can you feel that? Can you feel what's about to happen on this field, man? So now it's fourth and 26. You want Philly Philly? This is Miracle in the Meadowlands, number two. And the Eagles fan. The Eagles fan. <laughs> Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to your favorite podcast for all things Philadelphia Eagles. I'm your host, Eric, joined by my co-host, Dom, and we are the Philly Specialist. Thanks for tuning in today. Excited to talk to you because the Eagles beat the Commanders. What a surprise. What a surprise. And it's Dallas week. It's Dallas week. Dallas fucking week. I am, I'm, I'm pretty gassed up for this. Uh, some good vibes going into it. We're, we're freed from the scrutiny that is James Harden. Uh, ah, yes. In typical sicko fashion, I promised myself I wouldn't even think about the Sixers this year, and they've played three games, and I'm in. Tyrese Maxey, dog. Uh, but dog. this is this is an Eagles podcast, so I won't belabor the point, but I will say that I'm a delusional person. Uh, that being said, uh, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm excited. How do you feel? I feel like Corona sucks, and I don't know how people drink it. Oh, it's a good beer. It's this good beer. this Corona tastes like ass and dookie. Well, I'm gonna have to go all the way upstairs to get a high life. That's not that's not a bad problem to have. Yeah, true that. I don't know if I can talk for 30 seconds, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so before I go upstairs, let's talk about injuries, news, notes, whatever other stuff we have. Great news today. Cam Jurgens was activated today for the uh, 21 day practice window to come off of IR, which is huge. We need him clearly. Yeah, I I feel like uh, an easy way to describe how I feel about Cam Jurgens Jurgenbergens coming back yep. uh, yeah, is that was how uh, this week I was thinking about how. Landon Dickerson, I have not thought about Landon Dickerson all year, which means he's doing a great fucking job, uh, and how about a hundred times on Sunday I was watching Suopeta get blown up and me going, gosh damn it, Suopeta, and then, you know, coming to terms with the fact that I'm like, all right, I really hope Cam's back for Dallas week, and it looks like he was a limited participant today, I guess they're easing him back in, making sure he's got his legs under him, uh, but that's going to be a huge addition come this week because you're going to need them going to need all all the uh, horses ready uh come sunday uh another big thing that i think we should touch on here is uh bread man jalen jalen carter full participant uh i think he only played like 17 snaps or maybe jordan davis was was limited to 17 snaps one or the other uh both yeah i think davis went in he had a hamstring injury the day before right and so he was limited but then jalen had a back injury like midway through i right. think yeah so we lost Lost both of them during the game. Uh, probably part of the reason why the defense scr- struggled a little bit against the Commanders. But um, all in all, happy to see them both practicing, one in a limited fashion, one full participant. So hopefully we'll have all all our boys back, except uh, I think Brandon Roby uh, hurt his shoulder and still has not practiced since that. And it's been like three weeks, so that's it's getting a little concerning. But uh, hopefully hopefully we'll get most of the guys back. Any, anybody else on the injury report that uh, that I'm missing here? Uh well it just came out today right so it's, so it's still it's, Wednesday it's Wednesday story. you know Wednesday my dudes you got to watch out for Calcaterra's on there he has a concussion so don't expect to see him but you know he don't expect to see him anyway <laughs> uh Bradley Roby like you said shoulder Boston Scott didn't practice but it was a personal thing okay uh, you know not injured everybody else Jordan Davis was limited Cam Jurgens limited Sue limited uh, Jack Stoll Mint Williams both limited Jalen Carter full like you said so would love to see Milton Williams be healthy um. Would love to see Jurgens play, of course, Jordan Davis. Um, but you have to take it with a grain of salt on a Wednesday, as we know. Uh, check in tomorrow on their injury report if you want to know, uh, because Thursday is much more telling. Yeah, absolutely. Out- outside of that, uh, just a couple of things around the league. Uh, Eagles are still one game up on the rest of the NFC. Uh, believe it or not, uh, you do not win the Super Bowl in September. San Francisco falls again. Uh, to the Cincinnati Bengals, they are now uh, five and three, I believe, uh, two games behind us in the in the loss column. So I'm feeling much better about uh, the Eagles being able to control their own destiny. I think that there was going to be a little wary after that Jets loss that we kind of lost our control of our own destiny. But all that being said, we're in the driver's seat of the NFC. Uh, the only team that I'm actually a little worried about now is 
is Detroit. I mean, obviously we have the ability to take care of business against Dallas and San Fran, uh, whereas I don't know if you've looked at um, Detroit's rest of schedule, but it's really light. So they're going to probably win you know, a good amount of the games that they have remaining. I don't think they have much of a challenge. They got the Vikes twice. Uh, and they lost. Uh, they lost Kirk this week. So uh, and and they play in that dreadful division. So a little worrisome there. But I think overall, looking around the NFL, I think that the Eagles are definitely in that top tier. Feel really good about them. They're like power ranked as second across the NFL. So I think that uh, we, we have a lot to feel good about. And uh, I think that is pretty much it around the NFL. But uh, is there anything specifically you want to talk about again about the game? Uh, against uh, the Commanders this week, last week. Yeah. Um, so one, I mean, obviously, it seems like Eric Bieniemy really has our number. Yeah, it's so weird, all. right? I mean, he led us up in the Super Bowl, and then we bring in this new coordinator, and he's making Sam Howe look like Patrick Mahomes, and it's just odd because a week prior, you shut down probably the best offense in the NFL, only to turn around and let Sam Howe, who scored seven points against the fucking Giants two weeks ago, uh, torch you for like 400 yards and four touchdowns. There, I mean, look, it's it's not one-to-one math in the NFL, right? Some teams are going to have strengths that you know work to other teams' weaknesses. Something about the enemy's passing game, that quick passing game, Howell mm-hmm. hitting a rhythm, it just doesn't sit right with this Eagles defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have loved to see Desai do a better job adjusting to it. But, you know, it was it was a very similar script to the last time we played them. You know, it, I mean, obviously it didn't come down to being as close, but, you know, their, their game plan was practically exactly the same. You know, we're going to get back, we're going to drop back quick, we're going to hit them underneath. Um, they did a, a really good job. Uh, I think of exposing Reed Blankenship this week. Uh, There's been a lot of talk about Bradbury and his failings, and he didn't have the best week, but I've seen a lot of pretty good ball from Bradbury, and I can can look past it to a degree. Um, I think we may have uncovered a little bit of an issue with the Bayard trade. Um, It's not – this isn't a – it's not a problem with bringing in Bayard. I think he's a great player. I think mm-hmm. he's going to help us. Um, but I think the issue that we're running into is both of these safeties are at their best when they are roaming, reading, reacting, uh, getting after the ball. Now you have to ask one of them, and it, it's going to have to be Reed, right. to come up and be in coverage, get on a tight end, stick them man to man. That's hard. And. There's a reason there's no white cornerbacks in the league. I mean, there's only a couple safeties. Uh, so, you know, asking him to come up here and, like, stick Curtis Samuel and J- Jahan Dotson and, God forbid, Terry McLaurin, mm-hmm. I mean, he got he got fried. I mean, yeah. he got fried way worse than Bradbury, and nobody's talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it, it helps when you get the one interception. You know, everybody's going to look at Reed Blankenship and see – that he had that pick, and you think, all right, well, that was a pretty good game just Mm -hmm. because you fill that stat up. But, yeah, he was picked on quite a bit. But I think that overall, you know, having Bayard and Reed is probably better than Reed and whoever else you were going to have. Well, Edmonds was better in coverage. Yeah. yeah, He was better in coverage. And with with no Maddox, you're going to be asking them to do that a lot more. Yeah, and Sidney Brown, I mean, he he also, I feel like, gets cooked quite a bit. But, man, does he hit. He hits yeah. fucking hard. I really like watching him play. I hope I hope that as the year goes along, and I'm sure that you know if the Eagles can can hang with the Cowboys, beat the Cowboys, you go into the bye, and I think that there'll be some def, uh, you know defensive adjustments, some self scouting that'll hopefully put them in a better position. I think that it's been a while, and I mean I'm not I'm not trying to complain about it because I I feel like the pass rush has been like the highlight of the year in terms of the defense. I mean, it's really tough with all these different combinations of uh, corners. So I I think that they've been a little behind, especially this week, whereas they weren't getting to how Hal was able to roll out. It feels like they were just uh, like a second too late. And and because of that, he's able to pick on, you know, Reed. And hopefully as the year goes along and as these, you know, we get fully healthy at the line again, you know, we'll be able to to help out and pick up the slack for for the lacking of – coverage ability in the in the back end not to mention i mean the other thing that i think it's important to touch on is that was the eighth 
I mean, it's game. Yeah, so it was game eight. It was the eighth different combination. Of, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, dude. I'm sorry. Just give me one second here. Hello. Hey, baby. Uh, can yeah. you please bring me a couple Miller High Lives? I cannot stomach another Corona Light. Two Miller High Lives. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Okay. Bye. Wow. That was a good guess. <laughs> That's so dumb. Our first guest today. Our first guest of the day. My wife's upstairs, and I don't want to leave Dom here alone for 20 seconds because he will panic. Yeah, I will. I will. I wouldn't know what to talk about. I'll probably say something say something dumb. Yeah, I'll be, like, listening back in the car tomorrow, and I'll be, like, horrified. He'll, like, say something horrific. <laughs> yeah, no slurs or anything like that. No, Get no. That just, he'll head. just give his I'll opinion start- on, like... Obama. The, yeah, like something that we shouldn't be talking yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> so, so abortion. Here's yeah, here's, here's my a, thoughts. Here's my no! thoughts. No! Nope. <laughs> the podcast has never been 40 minutes. Yeah, Naomi's right. Naomi just yeah. got, got done her class and was like, hey, you ready to pick me up? And I'm like, no. And she's like, yeah, it's never been 40 minutes. Yeah. So now she's well, got an Uber home. To, just to be clear, we are... Pro-choice. We are pro-choice. Yeah, I just yeah. want to make sure that everyone yes. knows that. Yep. Oh, great. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, baby. We're also huge pro-Zionists. See, that's what I was afraid you were going to talk about. I don't think we should stick our I think we that. should. Not, I think, at least not in this. I think we should uh, make a hard stance on Palestine and Israel on this podcast. No, no, I don't think we should, but, I you know. I don't know we shouldn't. Pretty, pretty Bad situation. That's yeah. my stance. Is it's a pretty bad situation? And DM me if you would like to know more. I would think that if either side chose Jalen Hurts as the general of their army, the 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 war would be over. In I would 60 like to put minutes. a stop to this now. I am. Uh, I'm calling. I'm calling an audible. We're <laughs> going to talk about anything else. Jalen Haram. I would rather talk about politics <laughs> and religion and whatever you that, want. That's both. No, but any other politics, American politics and religion. Mm-hmm. All right, so okay, well, move anything. How about how about uh, Jalen Hurts? I'd love to talk about Jalen Hurts. He threw four touchdowns this week, if I recall. Yeah, yeah, threw a touchdown to Julio Jones. Awesome, that was pretty cool. So cool, such a cool moment. I was excited as the the players, but Jalen, I mean, he is showing that he and this Eagles team can beat you in so many different ways. And I think that's kind of a good thing and a bad thing about the about <laughs> about, you know, the defense kind of the defense didn't play its best. They put up a ton of points, but this offense was two bonehead moves away from putting up a 50 burger and no one's even thinking about the defense, but it, just because it was close because of a couple of turnovers, you know, we have to we have to bring it up. Uh, but Jalen was taking anything he wanted all day long, and uh, he looked phenomenal out there. And it's just a matter of time, I hope, until that bone bruise heals up a bit and he's able to uh, you know, also become that dual-threat quarterback. But I think what's very exciting about it, at least from my perspective, is uh, I don't I don't know if there's too many quarterbacks. I guess you can say Mahomes, but that's probably a false equivalent in terms of a quarterback that was able to run around a lot, was mm-hmm. dangerous as a dual threat, and then said, you know, this I, the only way I'm going to last in this league is if I'm a you know I, I'm I'm a thrower of the ball first and a runner of the ball second. Yeah, and I think that Jalen. First, it was a point of emphasis, and clearly now it's looking like that point of emphasis is going to be. Really, really helpful come you know later in the year where you have to beat teams through the air. But also, when he is healthy, that's still going to be a tool in his toolbox, a weapon in his arsenal. That's always when he's when yeah. when he's at his best mm-hmm. is when he can he can take it out whenever he needs it. Right, but he's not relying on it. That's Absolutely. that's that's the best version of Jalen that we've ever seen, and that's what we saw last year. And I think we're starting to see that again this year. So I agree, and I think a lot of that can be credited to Brian Johnson. I'm going to zig while everybody zags here. Uh, I think the last like two, three weeks, I think Brian Johnson's been pretty good. I think he called a really good game last week for the most part. Um, there are, of course, still moments, but you know he's relying less on Jalen's legs. He's relying a little less on the screen. You know, you still want them peppered in. They're still pretty effective with them, but it, it doesn't seem to be like they go home to the screen. They panic and they go to the screen now. Um, I think a lot of people for the last couple weeks have been giving him shit that he probably doesn't deserve. 
but there has been execution issues. I mean, they had that fumble on the goal line, two fumbles on the goal line last week inside the five. Those are both execution problems. I mean, if if they walk in there, if they get touchdowns there, which they should, like you said, they put up a huge, uh, huge numbers on offense, and nobody's calling for his head. This week, I can't believe the amount of people that I have said or that I have heard say, "Well, why don't we just bring in Josh McDaniels as the, as the OC and fire Brian Johnson?" I can't believe the, um, I, I I've heard it so many times. That's insane. You just had your quarterback throw four touchdowns. I, that's so. I, I, like I understand. Like you can criticize Brian Johnson, uh, but that said, you're criticizing someone who's growing as a play caller because it's his first time doing it. Yeah, and you want them to improve, and these are the things that you want to note so you can see them improve. But as the year is going along, the offense looks better every week, in my opinion. And I mean, outside of the Jets game, which. I'm, I'm that was another one where they had they had execution issues and turnovers right. that they should have never ever ever had. They let the mm-hmm. Jets back in that game. The, the Eagles didn't get outplayed. Right. They turned the ball over like four fucking times. Yeah. And it was still close until the end of the game. You're right. You're right. And so I just I don't that those criticisms are insane to me. I mean I'm not giving anybody like gold star A pluses, but I'm also like this is the, the standard is so high for a Philadelphia fan because we've been spoiled for the last year plus that it's it sometimes can get out of hand i mean dude the the, the peak of our philadelphia sports you know you know years were the those 2000s and everybody wanted to fire andy and get rid of donovan McNabb. it's just just we're victims of our own success we smell yeah. our own selves and then think that we can do better could you imagine i mean you would be and would deserve to be the laughing stock of the nfl if at seven and one, mm-hmm. midway through the year, you fired your offensive coordinator and installed the new game plan, and who's the new Josh McDaniel? They want. I heard. I heard people asking because Josh McDaniels just got fired. I would want that man nowhere near any of my facilities. He is a cancer, a living, he, breathing hated. cancer. He is absolutely hated. You got to be absolutely insane. Free my man, Devontae. And, and listen, I understand that that you can be a good offensive coordinator and not a good coach. Why would you do this? Like, like you got to be kidding me! Oh, by the way, Jalen Hurts loves Brian Johnson too. Like, there, there's not Wh- right? yes, yeah. <laughs> he likes the man coaching him, which is like not nothing. Uh, yeah, I that's, mean that's crazy. I just it pissed me off so bad. I had to talk about it today. So I do one more thing about Jalen, which is like going to go into our next talking points here. So obviously, his success is very intertwined with how good his skill players are. And I think we, we're going to give our flowers to the skill players. But one thing that I think Jalen Hurts does better than maybe any quarterback. I'm trying to think of a quarterback I think does better, and I, I can't. Jalen Hurts' like, special talent, in my mind, is he throws the ball in a position where only you can get it, and I'm going to go make my superstar receiver look like a superstar receiver. Whereas, like, Josh... Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, they throw it on the line to their – you're like, you're wondering how their receivers are dropping the ball. Whereas, like, I feel like Jalen Hurts – and this is definitely a skill – is throwing that back shoulder to A.J. Brown where only A.J. Brown can get it. There's good coverage. But if you want to try and go up and make a play, I'm going to put the ball in a position. And I think he's just got such a touch for that that I think is like – it's not – it's not not a talent. It's I mean, it has to be something that he's doing on purpose. I mean, A1, it's a set of balls. I mean – if he sees A.J. Brown, I mean, shit, even in double coverage, there are times, and you're right, though, because it never feels like, uh, fuck it, A.J.'s down there somewhere. Right. It never really feels like that to me. You know, I think he's confident in his guys, mm-hmm. and props to Howie, yeah, giving him guys worth being confident in, um, but the opportunities he gives A.J. are yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. And AJ is a phenomenal player, so he makes plays. I mean, we had another 125-yard-plus week for him. NFL record. Two touchdowns. I mean, he is – I mean, he's – pretty soon he's got to be in the conversation, I mean, for offensive player of the year easily, and he's got to be in the conversation for MVP. He'll never win it. Yeah, he'll never he'll win never it. never win it as a wide receiver. I, I get keeps, that. If he keeps doing this – Jalen Hurts will win MVP. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what they'll do, right? But 125 a week. This, What's it, five weeks running? Yeah. No, six. Six, six weeks running. You've set the NFL record. Uh, Calvin Johnson was the the other guy to do it. Uh, pr- pretty good. 
pretty good. Yeah, they've been calling uh, they've been calling a Mega John. Mega John, that's yeah. fucking great. Yeah, that is my first time. This, this is my first time hearing that. That's- I heard it a couple times. First time I heard it, Boom texted me. He said, "You heard it here first. They're stealing it from me." I said it, Mega John. Let me ask you something about Boom. Does he listen to this podcast? Uh, sometimes. Uh, what is your relationship with him in fantasy football compared to everybody else's experience? How do you do you like have like a special like Rolodex that you speak to him in a specific language so that he makes trades with you and doesn't throw slop at you? Because what? So you you've gotten trades done with Boom uh, that are I wouldn't say. Uh, sorry, there was a grasshopper that just crawled at me and I got scared. Um, but you you make trades and you, you typically win the trade, uh, if not annihilate him. But this is the trade that Richie Tabs got uh, from Boom uh, earlier this week. Uh, Boom is going to send over uh, James Cook and a 14th round 2024 pick okay. in exchange for Jameer Gibbs. <laughs> and he said, and Richie texted me and said, this is the fucking shit I'm talking about. <laughs> So, I you know, all all good. Love his nicknames, but we got to we got to we got to find a way to speak to him in fantasy so that he trades everybody else too. So, I hope he doesn't listen to this cuz I do do a little bit of sneaky sneaky sneaky. I think you I think you take his phone. No, no, I would never do that. What I do is since Rob is also in the league, right. Uh I talk to Rob in front of Boom. Right. So Boom is working. Me and Rob are working the window. And I'll just, like, start talking about fantasy, and I'll just start really, like, hyping up the guys I want to trade to him. And maybe downplaying the guys I know he has. And then, eventually, like, it's very subtle. I don't make it too obvious. I'll talk about their situation, and I'll be like, (laughs) I'll say something along the lines of, Player X, like, he's, like, the OC there loves him, like, they're going to feed him the ball, and blah, 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 blah. I'll be like, player Y, like, if you're like a team that's rebuilding, I think he's a great piece. But if you're trying to win right now, I don't know. <laughs> and then later, I'll offer him that trade. Or I'll, I'll like, talk to him. I'll be like, I'll be like, what do you think? Like, I, my position's a little different than yours. Maybe you want, like, you want to trade me, like, Bijan? Right, right, right of course. And then, and then we'll, we'll do it. <laughs> do you see in the Dynasty League, too? No. No, thank God. No. I have been, I have been, uh, my my dynasty the dynasty league that I'm in, my team is not good. I think I have like seven wins. Well, no, I'm sorry, I don't have seven wins because I'd be like almost undefeated. I'm like seven and seven because we also play against play the median. median, and so it's better than I thought it would. But I'm also like also in rebuild mode at the same time. Right. And so far this year, I've like traded away Adam Thielen for a first, nice. which I thought was a big dub for me. That's a dub. Um. I traded for Amon Ra. Love that. And I got him. I don't remember what I gave up, but I think I won. Um, and I think I have... Now you got me curious. Hang on. I, I barely remember. I'm in so many fucking leagues. Yeah, it's, it. it's crazy. But, but that being said... Oh, I traded for Jonathan Taylor. I traded for Justin Herbert. I already had George Pickens. Um, nice. I got Kyler Murray coming back. So, you know, I'm building a little team, and I got three first-round picks next year now. That's huge. That'll help. Yeah. Marvin, Marvin Harrison. The only thing that fucking sucks is I got a first-round pick from Tyler, and his team's terrible. But Sky's team is even worse. Mm-hmm. And Sky's going to take Marvin Harrison Jr., and I was praying, praying I'd get first overall. And I'm not giving Sky all three of my first-round picks no. from Marvin Harrison. You can't do that. I just can't do it. Calvin Johnson. How about that? Mega John. Calvin Johnson. No, because Mega John is A.J. Brown. Right. Calvin, Calvin Johnson, Johnson would just be jo- Calvin, Calvin Johnson, Johnson in Philly. We should sign him. Put him next to – we should make – we should put – We'll get Calvin him and T.O. And T.O. and then put them all in one uniform that's a trench coat and then throw them all a touchdown at the same time. Look, you know what we should do while we have a couple minutes? We're filling time on the pod here. Uh, we should play the – we should play the random NFL player game. Benny Snell. 
Is that a is that a player? You stole mine. Was that Benny? Were you gonna say Benny? Yeah, Smith? I sent it to you in the text the other day. Oh God. TJ Hushmanzada. TJ Hushmanzada is a good one. TJ, who's your mama? Yeah. You gotta. You gotta think of the most random NFL player you can. Someone someone said a, a, a pretty good one. Rahid Shahid is on that guy. Like the random name. He's like five years from now. He's gonna be like a great random name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like yeah. Shahid. There's always like a couple you can you can point out like at any given time. We are so off the rails. No, fuck <laughs> it. Who cares? All five people listening to this right now. <laughs> uh, Devontae Smith also good at football. Yeah, he's the man. I feel like I feel like the both of our receivers have been. I I, I used to pray for times like this while pa- Todd Pinkston and James Thrash and and Riley Cooper. And Jeremy Macklin was pretty good. Jeremy Macklin. Macklin was good. I like, I like But, yeah. We so. had Sean, too. And, you know, we had, we had a couple good ones. But it's never been like this. A.J. Brown, by the way, I think. Easily. Is the best wide best receiver, receiver to ever play yeah. for the Eagles. Yeah. At this it's, point. It's not. I mean, and, and he realistically could have multiple years of this. Uh, I just looked up his stats, actually, because we were talking. I didn't know, like, you know, just how good he is. So we've played eight games. Mm-hmm. That's 50% of the season, yeah? Yeah. He's got 60 receptions for 939 yards. He's averaging 15.7 per catch with five touchdowns. Only five touchdowns? And he had two last week. Wow, yeah. I thought he had more touchdowns than that. He's got a couple down at the one where we tush push it in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so he's on pace for like almost 2,000 fucking yards. He's fucking good. He is He's so, so good. good. He's so good. It's fucking insane. It doesn't make any sense. Oh, this was that. That, that reminds me. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles, in a made-up stat in my mind, lead the league in making their fan base taunt by doing double flex shoulder, you know, the, the, the muscles, because I do it every single time we get a tush-push, every single time A.J. Brown little boys somebody, every time, like, we bulldoze anybody, every Sidney Brown hit. I'm just, I'm, I'm flexing all game long. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a phenomenon. Um, no, they're just fucking bad dudes, man. Yeah. They're just bad Team dudes. Of dogs. Do you think, so, uh, Kenny G with a fumble uh, in the red Excuse zone. Me, Mike Bell. Mike Bell. That's a good one. I'll see if I can think of one while we're going. Ken, Kenny Gainwell fumbles in the red zone. Yeah. Pretty disappointing performance. Uh, his red zone usage has been preposterous. Uh, I've been throwing some fucking crazy words out today. Uh, preposterous. Uh, but you know it's it's been wild. Uh, he's not efficient in the red zone, but they keep seeming to give him the ball. And I know last year it felt like he vultured a ton of touchdowns in the red zone. Yeah. Um, and two years ago too. So they must see something there. But I'm wondering two part question. Uh, why do you think he's still getting usage out there? And two, do you think that the Eagles made a mistake not going out and trading for or signing somebody? I don't even know who's available out there at running back uh, in free agency right now, but like Lenny Fournette was out there. Is, do you feel like there there was a missed opportunity? Do you think this is going to be a big deal? You know, come January, February, or do you think it's it, it's overblown right now because we don't have much to complain about? I think it's a little overblown at this very moment. Um, you know, I think. Trading for a running back at this stage when you have DeAndre Swift, I don't know. Unless it's just the perfect thing that falls into your lap, and I don't think that was out there this year. Like, remember, we got Jay Ajayi. That yeah. was just the perfect timing to get the perfect guy, and it was it, it, you couldn't say no, right? This year, I mean, who really would have even been available at running back? The only guy I can think of off the top of my head was... Um, uh. There was talks of Derrick Henry, but that would I, I don't even think that was ever real. Yeah. Um, I don't think he wanted to leave the Titans. I don't think the Titans wanted him to go. Um, I was going to say uh, Josh Jacobs. That would have been interesting, but they did sign him, right? Or did, was it like a one? Well, they wanted a two. Right, okay. Because yeah. apparently the Ravens made a play and weren't willing to pay a two. So I don't think I would have loved to give a two for Josh Jacobs. To be honest with you, no, I don't think I, I don't think I would want to do it. Yeah, I, I think a complimentary back would have made sense. I don't think Fournette would have been a bad move. Um, you know, bring him in. You know, the Kenny Gainwell thing. I think the truth is, and I don't think anybody wants to admit it to themselves, is that maybe Rashad Penny hasn't shown up the mm-hmm. way that people expected him to. 
Boston Scott is limited in his utilization, what he can do, how you can use him. And there's not that many situations where you'd rather have Boston Scott on the field than a DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Um, so when you have a change of pace guy, you you know, you kind of want it to be a better all-rounder than Boston. Yeah. And Kenny Gainwell's just the second best back on this team. It just is what it is. Yeah, and I think it's unfortunate that he also, uh, not unfortunate, but he's also the best pass catcher. Uh, pass catcher, sorry. Pass protector. Yeah. So uh, like, yeah. That's, and that's a huge part. You know, you need to have that kind of player out there. Uh, and I understand that. It's just so frustrating because uh, if you're like a, a running back in the NFL or in college football right now, I would be like practicing pass pro every single day. It feels like that will get that like guarantees me snaps if I can get out there and be useful in that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, but I, I, ultimately... I really don't see, unless there's a DeAndre Swift injury, I don't see it becoming a problem. I would like to see DeAndre Swift's usage go up in red zone situations. I agree. Uh, I don't know why you would pull him and put in Kenny, unless he was winded or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, But he's he's got to be your go-to guy. It's so perplexing because I don't think that... Would you be really gaming yourself that much that you, that you think that they're protecting Swift in these, you know, you're guaranteed to get hit in that red zone area. That's like the toughest area to, to you know, evade tacklers and get out of bounds. And, you know, it's not like you're not getting hit between the 20s, but, you know, you're almost guaranteed to be in a car crash. I'm wondering if they're trying to protect him given his injury history, but it's just like there's no way you're giving up the opportunity to score touchdowns to protect a player like that thinking of the – Thinking of the playoffs, it's no, just, I just, I just, I just think just, they have more confidence in Kenny Gainwell than than we do. They like Kenny way more than we like Kenny. That's for sure. I mean, and listen, the thing is, if we're being fair, and I think Sirianni said something this to this effect earlier today. Um, you know, nobody was crying and complaining last year in the playoffs. He looked really good in the playoffs it's, last year. It's it's very true. So you know, it's there somewhere. I don't know what changed, or you know, maybe he's just not that much worse, and we were looking at it with rose colored glasses. I, I don't know. I mean, I think DeAndre Swift is obviously the better back. Yeah. Um, but I also think DeAndre Swift's a very good back. So that doesn't mean that Kenny Gainwell stinks. Had he not fumbled that ball, I think people would be fine with him as a change of pace yeah. back. You know? Um, it's it's kind of like Corey Clement. You know, Corey Clement was the right guy at the right time. He mm-hmm. was good. He was good enough to be that change of pace guy. But, you know, he was never going to be the best running back on this team. You know? Right. So that's, even though they don't, I'm not saying they fill the same role, you know, they're not the same player, but the position on the team, you know, I kind of see him in that role, and and I'm not, I'm not ready yet to say, uh, get him the fuck out of here, fuck any game, well, goodbye. Yeah, I just, there's like a, I don't know, there's really no one out here, I'm like, I've been trying to see uh, who, there, there isn't like a listing of like players available in the NFL right now that haven't been, uh, haven't been signed you can't find that uh you can find stuff from like beginning of the year where they talk about Fournette yeah and I'm wondering if they missed an opportunity signing Fournette I would have kind of liked Fournette uh maybe like Dontrell Hilliard he's out there no that's a good that's a good that's a heck of a name yeah for the game uh Dontrell Hilliard uh Jarrett Patterson anybody no so I guess we're gonna keep eating Kenny Gainwell uh see that the Fournette thing I I wouldn't have minded that Mm -hmm. but at the same time I mean why are you going to pay a guy right. to come in here and be a short yardage back when, when you have yeah you, when you're all you've already solved that problem mm-hmm. right and then also Leonard Fournette is perpetually injured yeah. and if you're going to just use him as a crash test dummy uh, he's the wrong guy for that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, call Frank Gore. He probably could still play we at this get point. Gore back there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Eagles I would, legend. I would have liked like throwing like a would like a sixth. A sixth get you Ezekiel Elliott from from New England, probably. I would have liked that. That would have been interesting. Yeah, that could have that could have made that sense. That would have been nice. But we, you know, we are we are here, and I, I just I think that if the Eagles are going to win a Super Bowl uh, and and go through the teams that they have to go through, I don't think we're going to be sitting here being like, "Damn, I really wish we had Ezekiel Elliott for those 
close yarded situations against the <laughs> super powered Detroit uh, Detroit Lions offenses. You know, some of the offenses you have to run through to win a championship this year. I, I don't think we're going to be really thinking ground and pound at any point during those games unless we're just dominating. Yeah. Oh, one more thing before we move on to the game preview. Hassan Reddick fucking gets better every week. I, yeah, he's I bought, great. A, bought a Hassan Reddick jersey. That was my official Kelly Green purchase. After Sick. after uh, closing out the game, I went, yeah, he's the guy. Sick. Philly guy. Just Love felt it. right. Felt right. So, I, I feel like he's going to retire here. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he's going to, they're going to rework that after this year. And he's, he's probably got be, one more deal in him. Yeah. And I'm fine with it. I mean, yeah. and they've, they've got some fountain of youth juice in, uh, in the Philadelphia For defensive sure. line uh, room. Oh, it's bad podcasting when we both take a big sip at the same time. No, no, that's not what we did. <laughs> All right, so this week we've got Dallas. Uh, no need to uh, belabor the point. I'm gassed up for this game. I will be watching it at a wedding. So uh, if they lose, I will lose my mind and ruin the wedding uh, and object to it, I think. But um, I don't feel like that's a possibility. Look, who's wedding? Uh, Naomi's sister is getting married on a Sunday in Lancaster. Okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure, I'm sure she's a nice person. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck? I don't know. I don't know. I got offered tickets to this game four fucking times. I've said no every time. That's crazy. I've been offered four tickets to this game. Dante Sisto texted me today and said, hey, I didn't text him back. Hey, uh, do you want to go to the game? Uh, two weeks ago, uh, my dad said, hey, I've got tickets to this or the Bills game. And I went, uh, I guess it's the Bills game. So I'm really not having a good time. And there's been at least one or two other times. I think Panvini has said something like, hey, we, we should go to this game. Uh, here we are. I'm not going. I'm going to be in a suit. And it's a it's a Dallas blue suit because I only own one suit. You so, gotta buy more suits, man. I gotta get a green suit. I have a green suit. I love it. <laughs> do you, Do you think we're the same size? <laughs> no. No, I don't think so, man. I have a double breasted gray suit too. It's sick. I have to go to a fucking wedding. You're on the pod. You, were you voice texting on the pod? Yeah, I was voice. I yeah. voice text okay. all the time. Yeah, I know. That's why they comes through like your fucking speaking wingdings. Yeah, I did. Well, I, that's how I talk. So, what do you think? What do you think the line is right now? If you could, uh, have you seen the line? I haven't seen the line. If right. I had to guess, guess that line. I would say it's in Philly. So I think Eagles giving four and a half. Yeah, it's three. Oh, so they got so, it even. Yeah, they got it pretty much even. Um, I, I can't really get a read on this Dallas team. They smash the shit out of the teams that they beat. And when they lose, I think that they look like the worst team I've ever seen. I think that they are uh, talented offensively. They have some players. But when I think about their success, it's always because they got a turnover. And it's not to discredit like a pick six, but... They're getting some goofy turnover that swings the game in their direction, and they're never really challenged of playing behind. And when the well, they have been challenged, they've kind of crumpled under pressure. I mean, they lost to Arizona because Arizona was able to run the ball, control the game, and get out to an early lead. San Francisco just shit-pumped them, and since yeah. then haven't won a game. So, uh, I mean, you look at their you look at their wins. They've beaten the Giants, the Jets— the Jets one week after losing Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. New England, the Chargers, and the Rams. I, I don't know if there's any of those wins that I would really call a marquee win. You know, are we are we still sold on the Chargers as a as a country? I, I, I'm not. Uh, after they lost to Dallas, I kind of was very disappointed in them. I still kind of like the Chargers. Um, you know, I, I try not to. I'm trying not to put too much stock in that because, right. You know, you could make a very similar argument. For the Eagles and say that you know who they beat in yeah who have you played who have you, you know you know Miami is the is the example that's the, the big have, one yeah, yeah. So, that's definitely the big one and I you know say what you will I know you know we lost to the Jets we shouldn't have lost that fucking game yeah yeah I think I think we said it last week too if you played them ten times you win nine yeah yeah I agree and it and that's that's uh that's I'm hoping that it never comes back to haunt us but that's not what we're talking about right now so I mean. My whole opinion of Dallas kind of is is hedging on this game too because if they come out, they play hard, and we win, they win. I think that they're a good team, 
and I kind of it, it assures everything I've seen where they're talented. If the Eagles smash them the same way that San Fran smashed them, it's clear that they're in like a tier where maybe they can compete with Detroit as that like third team, but it's like there's going to be a gap in talent between those two. So I, I don't know. What do you think? How, how do you feel about this game? How do you feel about Dallas? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Dallas is a legit team. I don't think they're frauds. I don't think they stink. I don't think they're on the Eagles level. I don't think they have the Eagles coaching. I don't think they have the Eagles amount of playmakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't think the quarterback competition is even close. Um, the Eagles should win this game, but it's a divisional game. Yeah, crazy shit happens in divisional games. It's going to be a tough one because they're going to be fighting tooth and nail. Um, you know, I I oh, I feel kind of confident going yeah. into it. Yeah. Um, Eagles are rolling right now. They're going into a bye. I think there's no question about the importance of this game to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that they will be okay. My biggest fear right now, I think, is protecting Jalen Hurts. That knee, we haven't talked about that yet. That's concerning for me. Yeah. Um, and we're talking again about a defensive front that at times can be ferocious. Yeah. And it's going to be difficult to protect him, if you again, if you don't run the ball. I don't think they did a good enough job running the ball last week. I don't think he should be throwing the ball 40 times with a bad knee because mm-hmm. uh, it just puts him in the line of fire again and again and again. They have to get to the ground. And this is the other thing. When, when Jurgens is out, Opeta comes in. He had a good game his first game. And he kind of he trailed off a little. He he, yeah. he seems to be missing assignments and stuff the last couple of weeks. He'll get there. I'm not that worried about him, you know, moving forward. But you've got a weak link in the right side of your line. Don't you think if you're Brian Johnson? Now I'm gonna now I'm gonna criticize him after I stuck <laughs> up for him. But you know I got to be real with how I'm feeling, right? Don't you think if you're the offensive coordinator, you would want to not only protect your injured quarterback, but protect your right guard who's filling in? And run the ball. Yeah. They're they're better. It's it's easier to do run blocking than pass blocking, right? Guy walks in. Don't you want to run the ball for numerous reasons? But instead, you're dropping back and you're throwing it forty times. Why? Yeah. I, no, I I agree. I think that uh, circumstantial, like the last three weeks, I think that the the situation kind of called for these pass heavy. Uh, you know, game plans where most of the corners you've played have been second second tier corners. You know, uh, they had injuries in Miami. The, the Jets game, yeah, the they Jets were banged game. up this week. I think you looked at what you did a couple weeks ago to uh, to those corners and and thought you could do it again, and it worked. But in my opinion, this is going to be a week where, like you, like you talked about, with you know, it, it seems like a clear situation that calls for running the ball. Uh, Dallas, in their losses, gave up seven yards of carry to Arizona and four yards of carry to San Francisco. This is a team that, despite the injury to Trayvon Diggs, they still are showing out in in their secondary. Uh, the best way to counteract a, like a ferocious defensive line is by pushing them, running the ball. And, you know, as as much as I criticize Dak, I can't sit here and say he's awful. And he's had success against the Eagles. Yeah, he's not and, awful. And this is kind of like the Sam Howe game plan that he would love to execute is like quick ball, get the ball out quick, you know, you know, move the ball down the field. You know, so if the Eagles are going to win this game, I think it's going to be through uh, like bullying them kind of scenario, c- control the clock, run the ball. And I think that they have the, the, the personnel to do it. So I'm hoping that that's kind of the game plan, and I, that would be my biggest key to victory. I think we say it every week, like running the ball makes everything easier. Yes, you can you can throw the ball 40 times and, and have the game you had last week, but it's it's it makes, your, it makes your life so much easier if you can just control the clock, run the ball, grind out a tough win, and take really take control of the division. This, I mean, this is no doubt probably the biggest game of the year. That we've had. Oh, it's the biggest game so far, undoubtedly. Yeah. Um, Another thing, we talked about this a little bit earlier when we were talking about the execution and who's to blame on the offensive woes and blah blah blah. These fucking turnovers have been brutal. We've been 
coughing it up. Most of the time, uh, it's our own damn fault. Yeah. You know, there's been some freaky stuff. You know, the 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 fumble during the tush push last week, which got credited to Jalen, but I don't know if it really should have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the inside the five with Kenny Gainwell. You know, just just weird stuff like bad options that turns into picks. We had the one that bounced off a guy or its foot, like all kinds of weird stuff. You can't afford to give this team turnover. You just can't. If you turn the ball over three times again, yeah, you you'll win. lose. Yep. Pack it in. One hundred percent. It's just not an option. So they have to figure that out. Everybody's got to get on the same page. You cannot turn the ball over. If I was if I was at the Eagles facility this week, I would be fucking them up with a pool noodle. Yeah. Like every time you touch a football, you're getting hit with a pool noodle. Yep. Like there's no way. There's no way there's you can give them the ball. comical sticks with a glove on it. I yeah, yeah, and they yeah. just slap the like, shit out of the yeah. ball. I like that. I, I I agree. I think that Jalen it, it when you have this many turnovers you are doing something wrong. But at the same time, when I look at these turnovers, like individually, it is kind of like the Eagles are running into some bad luck week in and week out. I, I don't know if it's if it's something that, if it, if it happens all year, then you're doing something wrong. But yeah. I'm hoping that because they seem so freakish that it'll eventually kind of even out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like where the law of averages are going to come into play here eventually. Yeah, I listen. I agree with you. Like it'll, it'll they'll they'll work it out. But this is now's the, the time. Week. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can't afford to get it figured out on the other side of the buy, right? right? Because you're going into a really really tough stretch, mm-hmm. and you you can't lose a game to Dallas, and then what? They're what one game behind us or two games? They would be tied with us and have the tiebreaker if okay. they win. So I mean, then, it's, then you got to come out of it. No longer being first in the NFC, mm-hmm. no longer being first in the NFC East, and you got to play the Bills, the Chiefs, mm-hmm. the fucking who else? There's somebody else tough in that Dallas, stretch. Sa- Dallas, Seattle, again. Uh, oh, and San, San Fran. Fran. Yep. So then you got to go through the fucking gauntlet and try to win back first. Yeah. Uh-uh. By the time you come back, you could be in second because I don't think Dallas has the same buy as us. No, no, they, they. I think they just came out of the buy to beat. Yeah, ring. so you can't. You can. So, this is a, this is as close to a can't lose at this stage of the season as it can be with our current record. Right, because I think if you do win this game, you then put. I mean, it, it's going to be really tough for Dallas to catch it. I mean, it's yeah. it's the difference of like saying like we we're going to run the NFC and we're going to run the NFC East and we're going to have a competition and we're going to have to go to Dallas and beat you in Dallas. Yeah, which is going to be. You know, it's not like Dallas. Dallas has to play very similar teams. I think they have the Bills. I don't know if they have Kansas City, but nevertheless, these are this is a game that you have to win because I think I truly believe that we're a, a tier above this team. And I don't know if everybody in the world agrees with that. I think Philadelphia is very confident, but I don't know. Like national media seems to feel like our corners are bad and they're, we're going to get cut up. But I don't know. I think. I mean, well, let's be real though. By who? Right. CD Lamb, of course, CD is great. Lamb. I'm not taking anything away. You think I'm losing sleep about Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup? Yeah, that's that's true. You got I ain't. You got to shut down CD and CD and Pollard, and that's. I mean, that's. Listen, that's I got not news an for easy you. Task, but Pollard. Still. Pollard's a good player. Mike McCarthy's a bad coach for he running backs. So he stinks. He has never known how to use a running back in his in his career. He ruined Eddie Lacy. Ruined Eddie Lacy. He became fat. He was so depressed he couldn't stop eating cheeseburgers. What are, you're going to hand Tony Pollard the ball and just have him run up the middle again and again and again and again and again and again instead of getting him outside? Like it's one on one, and Mike McCarthy is a stubborn prick and won't do it. So good for us, but I'm not even scared of Tony Pollard. Yeah, he's been disappointing this year. He has been. He has been. I, I agree. Like they, I think the the Cowboys, despite being what are they five and two, have been disappointing generally. But that's that's like. Who could be disappointing at five and two? But right. still, I, I I feel I feel good. I feel confident. If you take care of the turnover battle, you run the damn ball, you limit CD, and avoid any goofy explosive plays. I mean, I don't see how the Eagles are going to get out talented. Mistakes will kill you. Yes. Bad coaching will kill you. But you're not going to our guys against your guys. I think I take our guys ten days a week. Yeah, and but I think that you made a good point. Mistakes have been the story, mm-hmm. you know, in the games that we should have blown these teams out and yeah. didn't, it was because of mistakes that we made. It wasn't because we were out-talented, mm-hmm. it wasn't because we were outworked. 
It was because we made mistakes. We gave the ball up. We gave them opportunities to win. Looking down this line, we did it against the Bucks. We did it against the Rams. We did it against the Jets, and it cost us. We did it against the Commanders twice. Uh, the Pats, it wasn't so bad. But, you know, and the Vikings wasn't so bad, if I remember correctly. Either. Right. But, you know, you cannot, you can't afford to keep making those mistakes. And, yeah, they've gotten better, and, yeah, they've looked better, but you're not going to get away with it the way you have this this year so far moving into the second part of the year. Yeah, and the one thing that gives me hope that it's going to be a good performance is in the only game that I think that they really, really knew that they needed to get up for and they needed to play well, and it was against a very good team, was the Dolphins game. And I think that they 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 dominated them in, yeah. in all phases. Yeah, so, they came ready to play for yeah. sure. So hopefully that'll be the case once again. And uh, you know it, it's going to come down to turnovers, and and I think that's really it. I really think it's going to come down to whoever wins the turnover battle, which is such like a cliche thing to say, but it feels like it's that simple. Is like if the Eagles don't turn over the ball, or it's like one one in turnovers, I think the Eagles win this game. If we give up four, give the ball to them twice, and they don't give the ball up, it's going to be very hard to beat this team because they're not they're not the Commanders. They're not. I mean, we lost to the Jets, but they're not the Jets. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, I, I hate the Cowboys, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend this isn't a heavyweight bout. Yeah. You know, they're a good team. They're not, they're not fakes. They're not frauds. They're, they, they can score. They got a good defense. You know, we cannot take them lightly, and I don't think anybody really is. But, you know, this is like, it's like two heavyweights. Mm-hmm. One shot could end it. Yeah. So no, that's the truth. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fucking this wedding. <laughs> yeah, that sucks, dude. I'm going to the game. That, yeah, that's going to be sick. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm going to... I'm going to, apparently, so it used to be an old cigar bar. Moose and Muhammad. Moose and Muhammad. Muhammad Sanu has a 156.3 passer rating. Wow. How the fuck do you know that off the top of your head? I have fucking no ball, and I have no life. <laughs> uh, Roddy White, who's, like, very good, not a random player, but Roddy also, good, like, yeah. because Roddy White retired right into Julio Jones, I think he gets forgotten about a little bit. Yeah, Kenny Galladay is coming. He was pretty good. Kenny Galladay is going to be one of those guys. Oh, Carryon Johnson, another. Oh, that is a good, good one. Amir Abdullah. Amir Abdullah. I, I, Amir Abdullah is still in the league. Yeah, I know. He's that's, on the Raiders, I think. Right. That's absurd. Ooh, I got one. C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson. Remember him? We should sign him. He's still got. Something yeah, I wonder what he's doing. He's got something left. Yeah. In Very soon, uh, I, I would say within the next like four years, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Clyde Edwards, poor guy. Yeah, he'll be in there. He was a first-round pick in fantasy in his rookie year. That's so crazy. I, every time it happens, it never lives up to his expectation. I mean, we drafted Bijan in the Dynasty League. I'm happy about it. Yeah. But I drafted him in redraft in a couple leagues, and I'm miserable. Uh, Arthur Smith's an ass. It's Arthur Smith's fault, yeah. Because yeah. when you watch Bijan play, when I watch him play, I'm like, oh, this dude's playing on another level. Yep. Like, he's just on a different it's So speed. fun to watch. And so goofy. Arthur Smith just... Arthur Smith's like, well, what about, I mean, what about Cordell Patterson? To be fair, we should have... I think that what I believed was that, like, they didn't love to throw the ball, so Kyle Pitts wasn't seeing the ball, and Drake mm-hmm. London looked like he should have been better than his numbers were, and yada, 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 because they love to run. And I now have figured out that Arthur Smith just hates his star players. Yeah. Well, why don't they draft defensive players with those great picks then? I don't know. Cause, but I don't know. I, I like, there's like something about Arthur Smith that I like uh, if I just wasn't a fantasy guy. Because I like their way they play. I like, I like this like big ball, bully style. I like the Ryan Tannehill. Like, I have a terrible quarterback, but check this out. Like, is it like a bit? I like that. Sidney Rice. Ryan Tannehill, Desmond Ritter, like just oh okay, you're con- okay. I understand. Sidney Rice is another random player. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Sidney Rice is a good one. Oh. I love I love just thinking of like the most obscure NFL players and just naming them, naming yeah. them whenever yeah. I can. DM us or text me the most random player you can think of. Yeah. when you're listening to this, MJ, I know you're going to give me somebody good. I got a real good one. Nobody's even going to know who he is. It's my trump card, J.R. Reed. Tight end, right? No. I actually have no idea what position he played. I just know he was an eagle. He was a kick returner. Uh I don't think he returned punts. I only think he returned kickoffs. And he got cut after getting chased by a dog. He tried to climb a fence, and he, like, sliced his leg open. 
And then they were like, here's your injury settlement, dude. Like, you just returned kicks. Yeah. And that was it for J.R. Reed. And he had dreads. Who is the tight end that, like, the Eagles have, like, this historic run of tight ends where it was Chad Lewis. L.J. Smith? L.J. Smith, who yeah. I thought was going to be a dog. Do you remember when uh, L.J. Smith got hit? He caught the ball. He turned. He got hit, and the ball flipped forward into the end zone. No, wait. Somebody else got hit, and L.J. Smith caught Landed it. Landed on it. I do remember L.J. Smith catching. Yeah, he caught it. And maybe that was when I thought, oh, he's a dog. Probably. So that was like, the highlight of his life. Yeah. I mean, the highlight of his career, I think. Yeah, probably. Maybe his life, too. We don't know what he's done. Yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> All right, we have anything else? Uh, we can talk a little. Uh, we talk a little gambling. We can talk this, a little fantasy. This gambling has been tough. I can't really find anything I like, so I'm probably just gonna very irresponsibly hammer the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, if I if I have to pick somebody in fantasy, I said it last week and it worked out. Ninety nine yards and a tutty. Uh, I think Devontae Smith. It's just, like, I think there's a game coming where you're like, oh, like, A.J. Brown is getting, you know, not shut down because A.J. Brown's going to, like, get shut down and then have seven for 75. But uh, I think there's going to be a game where uh, Smith just goes absolutely nuclear. And I think that this is the week because he really has had really good games against Dallas in his history. I think he may have grown up a Dallas fan or something like that, maybe from the area or something like that. I could just made that up. But he plays well, and he had the sickest taunt ever in Dallas last year when he put his ski mask on and stole the presents from from the Salvation Army. So that's my pick. If you can start him, I would do that. C.J. Stroud, another guy that I'm I'm forced to start. So, you know, he's going to – I'm hoping he turns into like a a three-touchdown-a-week guy uh, real soon. Um, One thing I will say, your trade deadline's probably coming up. Yeah. Um, and guys who you should maybe be targeting to trade, I think I'm targeting George Pickens to trade. I think he's going to be a lot better mm-hmm. uh, toward the second half of the year. And I am also targeting – hang on, who was I looking at when I did this? T. Higgins? Uh, I think that that offense is going to figure it together, get it, get it together. You might be able to get Amari Cooper on the cheap, though. Yeah, Watson's been pretty bad, and and you know, once they if and if they figure it out, big if, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously it's a talent that you can't ignore. Uh, I also think you should maybe target Calvin Ridley. Uh, uh, that yeah. is only a matter of time. I don't yeah. care what anyone says; it's only a matter of time. If you're in a redraft, consider selling Puka. Yeah, if you're in a dynasty league with us, give us Puka. Yeah, um, if you're in dynasty. You know, maybe don't sell them. If you right. do, get a get a get a good price. Yeah, get a first and a haul. I think you can get a oh, you get a one all day. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't think you get multiple ones. Maybe you get no. a maybe you get a one and a player. Yeah, one and a player. That's what I would go for. That would be my ask. I could see like a Devontae Smith and a one for Puka. Yeah, I would take that. Even though he's the twenty second best receiver in the league, apparently. No, Devontae. Is statistically in that fantasy league. Yet. In that league. But at this moment. In there's time. just in my opinion, we just had this conversation. In my opinion, for fantasy, if you're looking to win now, there are question marks baked in the Puka. Yeah. And he very he may be the best wide receiver of all time. I don't know. Right. But, but like right now you're it's not an easy time. I, yeah, I'm yeah, not gonna give now, you for Puka what I would give you for Justin Jefferson, Jefferson Jamar Chase, Chase, AJ Brown, yeah. you know. I need to see more before I give you like the value that you think other yeah. guys in his tier today right. are committing. Anybody who has him is never going to be able to like parse that out. Like it's going to be too difficult because you're going to yeah. have seen you've seen the peak of Puka. I offered, I offered Puka and Cup to Panvini today. And what did he? What for? He immediately rejected it. What you offer? What you I offered him those two. For, um, I think it was Brees. Mm-hmm. I like Brees. I love Brees. Brees is so fun to watch too. If he had a quarterback, oh no, for Eckler and Garrett Wilson. Oh, I would have done that. 
I feel like that was pretty that was pretty close. Garrett's been he's a great player, but he's been a little disappointing this year with the quarterback situation. His Panvini's like Uncle Ricky comes out. He doesn't two, two, two receivers same team can't do it. Can't. That's what he said. Yeah, so. I said, well, okay, well, Coop and or a cup and what? And he just he never answered me. But he, you know what? The truth is, when he does that. He doesn't want to make a trade. When he yeah, puts he a player on a block, he he's really not interested in trading. He's just bored. He, yeah. Well, he wanted to make a trade today with me. He said, I'll give you Ramondre Stevenson for Tony Pollard. And I said, why would I do that? And he said, because I fucking said so. And that was the end of the conversation. So <laughs> we're, 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 we're working on it. I would like to trade Puka in the 10, though, yeah. I, because I have both. And yeah, it's hard. It's redraft. And, you know, I, I, I've been trying to move them, but I it's, think people are scared of what I'm going to want. Yeah, and I the thing is like I don't want to go insane. Like I don't expect to get like I don't expect to get the value that, that his ranking would right That's would fair. indicate in a redraft league. But still, I think people are like not even trying. So right, we'll see. Maybe know. I'll move him. Maybe maybe I'll give him to you. Yeah. What do you What would you give me? Uh, Joe Mixon. Nah, Peace that's on. that's a little too low. Peace sign in the air, like I'm mixing, I'm Nixon. That's that's a little too low. Yeah, it's too low. I yeah. can't I can't give you anything yeah. of value. Yeah, I got to go down with the ship in all my teams. How's your uh, How's your team doing in that ten man? Um, three and five, but mm. this league is ridiculous. Here's uh, there's a two and six, and then there's two three and fives. There's four four and fours, and then a five and three, a five and three, and a six and two. It's it's like a clusterfuck. Yeah. Everybody's in the playoff in like with one week. Yeah. I think I'm the one of the five and three teams right now. Yeah, I'm playing you this week. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, I, this is a win-win for me. If I win, uh, it's probably on the back of Tony Pollard and Dak Prescott playing well. Uh, if I lose, uh, the Eagles shit-stomped Tony Pollard and Dak Prescott. Yeah. So I kind of hope I lose. I mean, we're deadlocked 50-50. See, I got no ETN this week. Yeah. ETN has been a fucking revelation. <sighs> yes. I can't believe in some leagues I let myself be convinced that Tank Bigsby was going to be a problem. Yeah. Um, well, we have ETN in the Chaos Crew League. And, when, you know, if you remember earlier in the year, we were like, oh, you know, which we have so many running backs, which ones yeah. we want to move. I was, like, pounding the table. Like, ETN's not going yeah. anywhere. Thank God we Thank didn't God. trade him. Because a good. lot of people, a lot of people sent us offers. Yeah. And they were good. They were good offers, but it was just like... We have an embarrassment of riches in that league. Yeah, uh, this team is actually ridiculous. I mean, we this is bi week hell though. Yeah, we'll no, move. like yeah, but the, yeah. We were gonna have to start Kenny Pickett, so that was gonna be rough. Uh, I feel pretty good, but anyway, uh, prediction of the score uh, <laughs> for this off the rails TPS. Yeah, uh, Eagles forty two, Dallas. Negative one million and forty two. <laughs> so they win by a million, a million. and eighty four. I'm done. <laughs> God damn it. Um, that's tricky. That's a tricky one. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Fuck. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> was I oh well, I'm not gonna say nine hundred I nope, not doing that. Uh nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred and sixty eight. Fifty eight. Yep, yeah. see I would have fucked it up twice. Uh I mean, that would have been ridiculous if they won by that many points. A million's probably they, that's mercy rule. I think right. If they, yeah, I think that they're going to start talking about the eight o'clock game about five minutes into the third quarter, and I'll be cutting a rug at this dance. <laughs> cutting a rug, yeah. dude. Dude, your games are going to be sore, dude. Yeah, I'm getting nuts. Um, I got it. Let me think. Let me think. I wonder if Naomi will let us leave early, halftime, go to a bar, drive me home. Two hours. All right, I got it. 36. 36-24. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eagles get a safety this week. I love it. Eagles, I, I feel egg a bet. safety coming. Egg bet on the safety. Yeah. Eagles win. I'm eating a raw egg. You straight up dub? Yeah, give me a straight up dub one. Okay. We do, you know, we both owe an egg. I know an egg. Yeah, we both owe an egg. So we'll get on that this week. Let me hear that sweet Dante... Uh, oh, clip. yeah. Which one is it? If the Eagles win this week, I'm eating a raw egg. <laughs> He'll be at the game on Sunday. Uh, yeah, he's, he's just texting me and offer me a ticket. I'm about to text him right now and tell him. Say I'm already already going. This is yeah. such a bop. It's yeah. 2016, baby. It's the best year of our lives, and that's not sad at all. <laughs> Go, birds.
Chasing no pussy, girl, I'm talking about the digits. Big bank rolls in my pockets, all 50s. Cut the little check, then I showed you I could triple it. Baby, it's Uber, I only want true. I don't give a fuck who can tax on my face. She don't give a fuck who still looking too good. Get you fucked on sight. I'm trying to finish this, who I started with. I'm trying to spend it all, who I got it with. Hey, she my trap queen, let her hit the band, though. Hey, we be coming up, watch out for them bands go. Hey, hop to my bed, man, she jump out the Be mad.